Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you today? Doing well, Sean. It's good to be back. Yeah, it feels good to actually be sitting in my house and recording a podcast episode and not on the road trying to fight with Skype and, and everything <laughs> else that, that we try to do for the last couple of weeks. But no, I'm, everything's back to normal now. Uh, summer basketball schedule is wrapped up, and I'm I'm excited to to have a full week here. Now I will be on vacation for a couple of weeks, but I know we're working on getting something accomplished with that. But this week is going to be normal. Yeah, well, looking forward to it. We'll uh, got plenty of basketball to talk about. Got a guest tomorrow, uh, Ben Roberts from the Lexington Herald Leader. We'll hop on and talk some hoops recruiting. But I think most of today we'll also focus on uh, basketball recruiting as well. Yeah, and we're, we're going to talk a lot about what I got to see over the weekend. Uh, just up the road in Shelbyville, about what, Derek, maybe a 45-minute drive from from the uh, down the interstate from Lexington. It's it's definitely within an hour. Yeah. So so not long at all. And there were – it's live college basketball recruiting, something that we've not had since the pandemic started. So coaches could go and watch. Assistants could go and watch. I had some conversations with some coaches that were there. Uh, got a lot to talk about, honestly, but the main story, Derek, obviously, when we're talking Kentucky high school basketball for the next 24 months, it's going to be Reed Shepard. Like, that's the name that's going to generate the most traffic. It's the name that's going to generate the most buzz and attention. And does he eventually get an offer from Kentucky? I, I don't know at this point because you saw last week Arizona State jumps on. Uh, who else did he add last week? I know it was just a string of offers came in. College of Charleston. And um, I think he had one more power five, right? He did. Uh, yeah, Louisville. <laughs> yeah, Louisville. How do we forget Louisville? And they were there watching him over the weekend. An assistant coach was there. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today is we know that Kentucky's different when it comes to – like right now their main priority is 2022. We saw that this weekend with visitors and offers being extended to 2022. They're not – we now they've offered 2023, but they're not that that's not their focal point right now, Derek. And I think that that will transition here in the coming weeks. Once we get through that July period and into August, they're going to have to shift their attention to getting a good footing and some a foundation with these 23 guys. But here's Reed Shepard right down the road. North Laurel was there for the Titans Rockets summer shootout and a really, really competitive atmosphere for. Uh, state of Kentucky team, St. Vincent, St. Mary's was there, LeBron James high school team. They were in that camp. Uh, a lot of talent. Caleb Glenn was there. Uh, Paul McMillan was there. I mean, a lot of talent. Reed Shepard held his own, though, Derek. Uh, it's the first time I'd really got to watch him play. since. I, know I watched him when he was in seventh and eighth grade, and I was like, this kid's going to be good. But what I saw Saturday, whoever lands the kid, it's going to be a power five school, is getting a very, very good player. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to know, um, you know, that contact period started, I believe, last week, right? Uh, June 15th, yeah. I think, um, what was the date? And I'm scrolling through here, and they they reached out to a, far, a fair amount uh, of yeah. 2023 kids. I mean, almost every top kid you can think of, Kentucky had some kind of contact with. Um, depending on how you view Reed, if you view him as one of the top guys uh, – well, you interviewed him, Sean. You can tell us. Uh, I think you interviewed him, right? So I did. Yeah. So I, I mean, 
I think you, the way you explained it to me was UK's interest right now is maybe exploratory, something like that. Yeah. And the thing is, is UK, Orlando Antigua obviously has sent out video messages to a lot of 23 guys just saying, Hey, what's up? And just kind of touching base, you know, showing face, uh, using technology, you know, putting your face out there and stuff. And Reed Shepard got one of those texts. And I know, like I was trying to tell some people on my personal Facebook account the other day, obviously people that I know, uh, I put up some, some pictures of Reed that Keeley had taken over the weekend. And everybody was like, you know, Kentucky, what do you mean Kentucky's not watching him? Kentucky is in on him. And I'm like, mm, no, not let's, let's not go that far with it. Because if you were there and I have the video, he said Kentucky has reached out, but it was just to say what's up. And you could tell by his body language that it wasn't what the other schools have done. You could read it like it, it was like, yeah, but not really. And then was asked, uh, I think Jack asked him about, is there a visit lined up? And he said, no, not really got to that yet. But the one thing that I'll tell you, Derek, is he was asked about the Louisville offer. I think it was Jody Dimling that asked him about the uh, Louisville offer. And his reply was, it's every kid's dream in the state of Kentucky to get an offer from the University of Louisville and the University of Kentucky. So he mentioned Kentucky before any reporter did, which tells me in his heart he wants that offer. Just does it come, though? Yeah, I think every kid, obviously. I mean, I don't. I think UK is so high in the college basketball you know, hierarchy that any kid, it doesn't matter where you're from, I think you want an offer from Kentucky. It establishes you as kind of being there. I think that was one of Cal's critiques he had of his own recruiting was that, you know, maybe some of these kids didn't really truly want to come to Kentucky. They just wanted to be uh, UK to be on the list. The Reed situation um, – I'll tell you what, Sean, I really have to kind of have the energy some days to get into it, to, to talk about it. Um, you know, they have, they've contacted so many guys in 23, and I think with this new staff on board, it's still kind of – I think they're still trying to fill their way out, try to fill out who, who they have interest in, who might have a lot of interest in them. Um, I don't think at this point – I mean, like you said in the open, so much of the focus is, is going to be on 2022 – for now that I don't think they've really dug in and, and gone after anyone hardcore. I go as far to say, even like Dewan Wagner Jr., the number one player in that class, yeah. you have not heard much at all about Kentucky um, since this contact period opened in the last week. Uh, he did mention Kentucky and Villanova in a story last week with uh, might've been Deshaun London from 24 seven sports. It was, it was one of our writers who talked to him and he didn't have a whole lot to say about either of those schools. So even a kid that everyone has thought was UK bound for a long time now, you're not really hearing a ton about. So when you look up and down this list of guys who Kentucky has reached out to in 2023, you know, how, how much contact is there really happening? Is it something like similar to what you were talking about with Reed where they just send a little video message or whatever, you know, I don't think they've dug in and have really zeroed in on many guys in that class. So I could see the, um, the thought that, Hey, you got a kid um, from Kentucky, and it wasn't just Reed. I mean, I think there's some other guys you want to talk about who are from the state of Kentucky who played over in this event. Uh, but nobody from Kentucky was there, uh, I don't believe. So, no, you know, maybe there's some criticism there. But, you know, UK has been hosting official visitors for 2022 this past weekend. So it might have been one of those deals where they wanted all hands on deck for that. That's your immediate priority is getting kids for this upcoming class. So – I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know uh, what to make of, of Kentucky not being there. 
it's still so early. We were talking on the phone about this a few days ago. You know, Kentucky does a lot of its work in terms of getting commitments, in terms of really zeroing on guys. I would argue probably later than yeah. a lot of teams do. So I don't – I'm not going to look very, very deep into this. Um, but it is worth mentioning in terms if you follow the rankings – rivals did an update i think last week and reed jumped up quite a bit he's up to number 39 nationally so he's a solid four-star prospect there if you look at 24 7 uh, i clicked off of it but i think he's rated in the 60s dude he's he's legit he's legit that's that's my takeaway from the weekend i watched him and there were a lot of people there division one coaches just talking about the complete player that he is Derek, he, he can score the ball. He can pass the ball. They're so small, and this this isn't what he's going to do if wherever he plays, but he plays the center defensively in a 2-3 zone because he's the biggest kid on their team. And he rebounds it well. His pull-up game is one of the best I've seen. He does not miss on his dribble pull-up from 15, 16 feet. And then I watched him play the first game. They trailed the entire time, and then he just decided with about seven minutes to go with the running clock just to completely take over the game. And there was nobody that could stop him. And then he got to the second game that day. And by the time I walked through the door, I I grabbed lunch really quick, tried to make it back. I walked in as the ball was tipped, and I was on the left side. By the time I got around to the baseline, he had drilled two threes. (laughs) And he had at least 30 that game. And just completely just the best player on the floor. You, You see his mom and dad in the stands, and Jeff is hard on him. That's the one thing that I took away from the weekend is Jeff is pushing him to be the best he can be. Like Jeff was getting mad at him when he'd make a mistake and stuff from the stands. But I mean, he has that that pedigree. And he talked to me about he talked to me and the the other reporters there about how much it helps to have a mom and a dad that has gone through this process to be there for him. And not many athletes have that, Derek. I mean, you're talking a lot of this stuff is new to families and stuff, but these they've been through it. They understand it. But Back to what we were talking about, though, whether or not Kentucky is going to reach out. And there's still plenty of time. I, I, I would expect Kentucky to, to have some involvement in this. I mean, there's this is a name that if they don't get involved with, I don't know how it's going to sit with the fan base. But then again, like you and I talked a little bit over the weekend, like is it something that Reed wants? We don't know that. There's yeah, a ton know. of pressure that comes with being the son of a Final Four MVP national champion at Kentucky. That's what I was going to say. I think it's a blessing and a curse to have two parents that, you know, it, it will help him in the recruiting process. Although, I mean, you got to think at this point, though, recruiting now versus the 1990s is so different. I mean, especially with this name, image, and likeness stuff coming. I think that kind of – you got to wait and see how recruiting will be affected in that way. Uh, and this is not the gospel, but if you go by 2023 offers for Kentucky in, a, in the 24-7 database, and, again, this might not be updated, but there, there are only two offers – that it's showing it's to Jalen Lewis, a center out of Oakland, California, and then JJ Taylor, uh, a Chen Coleman recruit out of Chicago. So it's not like, you know, they're spreading around offers going and looking at everybody and this is who they've settled in on. I mean, I would be surprised given some of the recent and by recent, like the last, you know, basically since Cal has been here, uh, they've signed Dominique Hawkins, although that was very, very late in the game, signed Derek Willis, and Dante Allen, is there anybody I'm missing who actually signed from in state? From in state, yeah. No, I think that's the three. Yeah, I, I think Reed is probably going to end up being ranked higher than any of those guys. Actually, 
So it would surprise me if Kentucky didn't get involved at all. But there are, for whether you agree with it or not, as a fan base, like there are real things Cal has to take into account whenever he's recruiting, you know, a kid with this much UK history. Like, I mean, I guess you could call it a spat. It was like 2013 where Shepard had some comments. His dad had some comments uh, about Cal. I mean, it's a long time ago. That stuff can be smoothed over, no question, especially with that how much time has passed. But, like, it's not just any ordinary recruitment. It's not have a lot of eyes either way. And Jeff's so, not going to do anything to jeopardize an offer from Kentucky. He's not. You know what no, I mean? I don't think like so. Whatever his feelings are of Cal, it could. you're right, it could be smoothed over. And he did say that on Cameron Mills Radio. Uh, earlier this year the the one thing though and, and you made it you brought up a really good point I thought that they're all hands on deck right now with 22 and it makes sense because they're having camps and and everything they they wanted to show off I know Scott Clark was there the week before and then they had uh Shaden Sharp and I mean a list of visitors this weekend that it makes sense to be all hands on deck but then again like I'm sitting here thinking Derek like how could you have sent Jay Lucas just for an hour, you know, just to Shelbyville, just to show face. I mean, it's an in-state event with it, not just Reed Shepard's there. Caleb Glenn's there. Uh, Sierra Malunga, another 23 guy that is actually visiting Kentucky on Wednesday, according to Kentucky Prep Report. So it's not just Reed that they wasn't there to watch. It was everyone. So, like, that's that's the one thing that I want people to know. There were other guys Kentucky has contacted or reached out to that they weren't there to watch. It's not like it's a slap in the face to Reed Shepard that they weren't there. They weren't there at all to watch anyone. Yeah. But the people that made a statement to me, Tony Bennett was too deep for every single game, him and a Virginia assistant. He would walk in when Reed was tipping off, and he would walk out when Reed was finished. Juwan Howard was there. Wes Miller was there from Cincinnati. Texas A&M had assistant there. Like, by the way, I did find out, too, that some college coaches listen to Kentucky Daily. I meant to tell you that. Right. So uh, maybe I would do that too. If I was coaching somewhere else, I'd want to know what the the buzz and the feed is, but I found out that uh, they listened to this one and sources say. So I thought that was very interesting. I'll leave names out though. Yeah. Not too good podcast to listen to. Um, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I just think it's so early. Um but I saw Nick Roush tweet it today. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was talking about page clicks. Any story that has Reed Shepard, I mean, people really are passionate about this guy, about this topic. But it's just Someone so wrote him early. A letter on mine. Do what? Someone wrote him a letter on mine in the Facebook comments, like, Dear Reed, <laughs> like directly to him. Lord have mercy. Uh, you people are crazy, as Cal says. Um, I don't know. I, I was planning to go over there Sunday. Unfortunately, they got beat out, but then you informed me that he wouldn't have been playing regardless because uh, he would be going on vacation. Um, I would have liked to have gone over there to see Reed play. You know, it's obvious at this point, like, if you remember, Sean, back when we were having these conversations, I think in maybe early March, whenever Pat Forty wrote the big profile on him, at that time, I think maybe Iowa? Yeah, had, had Texas A&M offered at that point? I think he met, maybe only had one like Power Five offer. I think it was Iowa was the only one at the time. And the question that we had was, you know, well, how big of a recruit is he going to be? Like, let's give it some time to see where he stacks up. Well, you know, you're talking about Tony Bennett. I, I would guess he's going to get an offer from there. Yeah, Louisville's already pulled the trigger. I think that puts somewhat 
I think that puts somewhat pressure on Kentucky to do, you know, something. I mean, maybe at some point, unless unless Kentucky truly just doesn't think at this point that, you know, if you're UK, you might think you can get better players than Reed. But again, that's where I'm going back into that other stuff where it's not just any normal recruitment. Like, I think you have to take into account the outside factors and it's a, it's a hard situation. What I'm trying to get at, and it's still way too early to say, is what if UK lands four five-star players yeah. in this class? Two guys, or maybe at his position, that, that's ranked higher. Uh, yeah. You know, are people going to be satisfied with that class, or are they not going to be satisfied under any scenario that Reed's not at UK? And I, I don't know. I'm trying to look at it from like Cal's perspective. Like I was telling you a few days ago, people seem to think if DeWan Wagner goes to college, he's going to be at UK. So you're already talking about this class potentially having the number one player in that class. And yet the biggest topic being a kid from, from London, you know, I'm just trying to think of, I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong. I just think that this is really going to make people very emotional. It it is. I'm not sure that Cal is going to be connected in the same way that a lot of the fans are or the coaching staff for that matter. And to me, I think it's going to be the most difficult situation for John Calipari to navigate since he's been at Kentucky. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I mean, you see it like with Dante Allen, for even his flaws in his game, the amount of people who went crazy last year. Yeah. When he wasn't playing very much. And, you know, Dante's dad that wasn't an MVP uh, in the Final Four is Dante's mom didn't play, wasn't one of the all time best players in UK women's history. Like this kid, I don't know. We're going to talk about him a lot, I'm sure, from now until the day that he signs or wherever. But uh, there Great. is a lot to take into account with this recruitment more than just uh, probably what you would say a normal, a normal recruitment. Great kid, though. Great kid from everything that, you know, that I've got is yeah. a wonderful kid who's – Well, actually, it, I stopped my last point where I was going with when I was talking about earlier in the year when we were talking about how good he could be. I think it's clear at this point he's a high power five-level player. I mean, oh, he is. Already, already has these offers, Arizona State, Louisville, A&M, Iowa. He's going to get more like we were talking about. Like, that. that's kind of off the table now. You're not really questioning, oh, well, how good is he? Who else is going to come after him? Like, he's going to be a top 50 player in his class. He's, He's a pro- pretty much an AFS choice of where he wants to go to school. He's going to add offers soon. Like you mentioned, Virginia. Tony Bennett does not sit there as much as he did and then decide not to offer, in my opinion. I think that's coming. I think West Miller and Cincinnati is going to offer. And I think you could see maybe Michigan decide to to do it. And, by the way, I'll go ahead and tell you this. There's there's names when you when you go to these events. John Calipari carries a lot of weight. 
and his name and his attention when he walks in the gym. You always know when Coach K walks in the door. You saw it with Penny Hardaway at the EYBL. Juwan Howard's the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw it with the coaches sitting up there. Like, other Division One coaches were like, that's Juwan Howard. Like, going up and shaking his hand. So, like, you can see Michigan being a big-time player as long as Juwan Howard's in Michigan when it comes to recruiting. And just that reputation, that persona, everything about him. But Reed Shepard is a very good player, Derek. I, I don't see many flaws in his game. I think his athleticism is off the chart. Like, I'm not going to say he's more athletic than Jeff because Jeff was ridiculously athletic, but he's right there with him. And I think he has a little bit of both his mom and his dad in his game. I think that's the the blend that he has. And it's going to be fun to watch and follow this, but you you mentioned it. The way this fan base reacted to Dante Allen not playing, it'll burn down if Reed Shepard's on a roster and doesn't play. Now, I mean, if Kentucky's like legit good, like I don't, I could see it, but it's one of those things that I think Calipari is going to have to navigate this and, you know, there's going to be some risk to it. And if he decides that Reed Shepard's good enough to play Kentucky, and I do think that Cal and UK will walk in at some point and watch him. Yeah. I I don't see any reason that they won't give Reed a fair shake. Yeah, they will evaluate him. And at that point, you know, they'll have to decide. And it's not out of character right now, right? Like what they did this weekend is not out of character for UK. I promise it's not. Like, did I want to see them there? I did because he's such, like, I want to see the in-state kids stay and go to UK. I mean, it's just, it's good for work and everything. I mean, yeah, and these, and these kids, <laughs> it's very good. And these kids want it too. And also, I mean, he's from London. I mean, it's a 606, a kid that's grew up down here that, you know, I kind of want to see. We talk about it in football, but <sighs> – it's going to be interesting to follow. I know that. But I, I do think that UK is so focused this weekend on 22 and this week because I think they're trying to get a jump start on somebody pulling the trigger in that class. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think with NIL coming out, I think the way that Kentucky cleared put this roster together with the transfer portal this last year, I think John Calipari is like, I'm not doing that. I'm not relying on the transfer portal because who knows if it's going to be the same moving forward. Are you always going to have these options? I mean, you're going to have some – but I think Cal wants to get back to the elite of the elite, blending that with the transfer portal. Yeah. And I think that that's why they're all hands on deck. And you, you made a good point. They're having camps and stuff too. Everybody needs to kind of be there. Now, this July period, there's going to be opportunities to evaluate talent again. Do they see him then? Do they want to see him on that level of competition? I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. If they don't have someone watch him at some point this summer well, on the AAU circuit. Well, at some point, it's bad PR, right? Like you have Virginia – watching you have Huggins coming down to watch and all these people at what point do you get involved I mean it's yeah. and I would have like I want to see Kentucky give the in-state kids a fair shot I mean there were a lot of there was a lot of talent there this weekend that I'd yeah. like to see Glenn, right another yeah. guy and I didn't get to watch him because he played so late in the day by the time that he played I was so tired I was ready to come back to Lake or back to to Millsboro but it was it was a good event Reed is the real deal and now we kind of just wait and see what happens with 23. But I, I do think that 22 is starting to take shape now, Derek. I know that we mentioned that on the mailbag a few weeks ago when people would ask who's the first to pull the trigger. We didn't really know because we wanted to let visits play out, offers, all this stuff. I think now you're starting to get to a point to where you can kind of key in on some guys. I think Shaden Sharp is a guy. If you ask me right now who would be the first guy in Kentucky's class, I actually think that it could be him. 
Now, I'm not going to say that's yeah. definite, but I think it's definitely trending positively for Kentucky. Yeah. Another guy, too, who shot way up the rankings. I think he got like number 11 on rivals. But And, um, and we're not going to go too far into that because we're wanting Ben to kind of come on tomorrow yeah. and talk a lot about it. But just I just yeah, wanted so- to answer that because we got asked that so much two weeks ago that I said by July <laughs> we would know kind of where it stands. And now you're seeing who they really prioritize. Yeah, just surface level things. Um, Shaden Sharp visited. Uh, things do look good for him. Derek Lively, I just how you say his name, right? Yeah. Or, he picked up his offer on his official visit. Matter of fact, did I see that his official visit was wrapping up today? I Monday? think so. So he got the offer. He is a very, very big time late. Well, I shouldn't say late bloomer. It's before senior year, but another guy that, you know, is it going to be a consensus five star when all is said and done? He's someone that I think uh, they would really like to have in this class. So we'll let Ben mention him tomorrow. I saw Zach Gagan from KSR reported that Keontae George is not at UK. Seems to be some kind of miscommunication somewhere. There seemed to be some thought that he would be visiting uh, Kentucky officially, but he has not done that yet. He seems to be a um, either Texas bound or uh, G League, though, at this point. And then the last guy that I remember seeing, and you can add if I forgot somebody, but Chris Livingston, yeah, uh, top five player, visited the UK. He wrapped up his official visit over the weekend. So some high-end talent there. I mean, those are all top 15 kids probably when all is said and done. Uh, here on an official visit, you got the staff showing those guys a lot of love, paying a lot of attention to them. And, uh, yeah, those, those three guys for sure seem to be pretty big targets. With, I think, a, a somewhat, and this is just me, kind of reading the tea leaves and seeing what other people have said. This is not anything that I've been told myself, but like, I think sharp is for sure going to be one of their top priorities. Yeah. And I, the competition is very stiff for, uh, for lively yeah. um, with Duke, North Carolina and some others, like that'll be a tough one to win. But I think he's someone like those guys, you can all pinpoint and say, yeah, these are, these are big targets for Kentucky in 22. Yeah. And then one more note on 23, you, you were talking about Reed. And can Kentucky – what if they land, like you said, four five-star guys ranked higher? I mean, do they look at a guy like Brandon Gardner who's in that same range that they feel like they have a good relationship with? Like, Well, and they- the counter-argument that, Sean, and I, I know you're going to hear it from people, is he's from Kentucky, he's good enough to play here anyway, so why wouldn't you just pursue him regardless, no matter who else you thought you could get? And, and it might be one of those things, right, that Cal doesn't want to – I guess – it's one of those situations that you're kind of just, you have dynamite in your hand, right? <laughs> and you're just, yeah. it's, it could, they could blow up in a good way. It could blow up in a bad way. Best case scenario is Reed comes to Kentucky and he's truly one of their best players and he's good enough. And there's no question. Yeah. And, and it could happen. And it, it could, could happen. Yeah. That's and, the only way I see it being a good situation for everyone involved. Yeah. And uh, that's putting a lot of pressure on Reed. Yeah. I think, you know, what's putting a lot of pressure on me. What? this diet that I'm on. No more but butcher's pubs? I've been making sure that I'm doing enough cardio to make it out to the butcher's pub to have that Buffalo chicken sandwich. So our boy Burke, Beasy, he, I know I saw him reply yesterday. He's like, that's good news for you that you've lost 27 pounds, but it's bad news for the butcher's pub and Buffalo wings and rings. Well, Beasy, I'm making sure I'm doing extra cardio to make it out to those three locations. One in Pineville, one in Williamsburg, and one in London. And Buffalo chicken sandwich, Derek, amazing I'm telling you but the irish nachos they had another appetizer that they threw out the other day i want to think they have pretzels now like they've got they've got everything 
at the pub. It was a solid appetizer. It is exactly. I'm trying to see. They had they had a picture of it yesterday. Yeah, it's a pretzel. So they they're all the time trying uh, new menu items out there. You can go to all three of those locations. You can visit thebutcherspub.com, or you can check them out on Facebook by searching the Butcher's Pub uh, London, the Butcher's Pub Williamsburg, or the Butcher's Pub Pondville. Derek, anything else you want to add? Want to preview what we got going on tomorrow? Yeah, with Ben coming on, we'll, we'll talk. I would guess hone in a lot more um, on 2022. Just talk about the general state, probably of Kentucky basketball recruiting. Might get his opinion on the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we just lost four in a row. The Padres, but uh, I think you guys will like Ben a lot. Very knowledgeable. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance you know who Ben Roberts is. But um, it, it'll be his first time on the show. We've had a lot of local guys here. Well, I wouldn't say a lot. We've had a few local guys here over the past few months come on. But it'll be a good kind of – I think even for me, it'll be very informative to get up to date. And I think you'll, you'll get the absolute latest on where things stand uh, in Kentucky basketball recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that. I know that's something I mentioned during your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> to Ben that we wanted him on at some point and then you got it uh, put together so we apologize that June has been so quiet but Derek and I talked about this morning there's we don't want to force episodes like we want to make sure that there's something to talk about because if we force it then it, the show's not going to be as good as it as it typically is we want to make sure that there's content to talk about but now that my schedule's good this week you should get a full week we'll be doing some more position previews uh, a lot of basketball recruiting stuff to talk about right now, but Kentucky Daily is going to keep on moving. And not too long now, Derek, will uh, be moving right into football season. Yeah, no question. I mean, we're we're less than a month from SEC media days for those counting at home. <laughs> uh, Stoops will talk, I think, on July the 20th. So today, the 21st. I plan to be there. So I do as well. Uh, should, uh, should be Kentucky Daily from uh, SEC media day then. Maybe we'll get a spot like you said on Radio Row there. Maybe we should apply for that. That place is hopping all the time yeah. down there. But it's, it is that in a lot of ways, um, I think even for fans, certainly for media, but I do think for fans, that, that feels like kind of the unofficial kickoff to the college football season because we'll come back home from SEC Media Days. And I think within two weeks, UK has its own uh, football media day. And after yeah. that, it's every day, basically, yeah. of practice reports and things like that. So um, looking into starting our you know, we've obviously been doing the position previews. I'm sure we'll hit on at least one more of those this week. Wanting to try to get a summer kind of schedule as well, in terms of summer like schedule for the team. I want to talk to beat reporters, media personalities, whoever, from at least nine teams. I think we'll probably stay away from the Chattanoogas of the world. I just don't think there's much of an appetite to hear about those teams. Um, the New Mexico State's teams like that. But we'll try to get at least Louisville and then all SEC schools. We'll try to get people on to talk about those teams uh, and please if you're listening to this leave us a comment like what do you guys want to hear right now in the middle of summer because you know this podcast is for you guys I mean uh, we hope that the things that you hear are things that you want to hear so you know it's a lot easier for Sean and I to figure out what the news is whenever it's summer or uh, during the seasons but summertime you know we kind of have more I guess leeway to figure out whatever we want to talk about but you know please if you guys have any ideas or things you really want us to focus on, leave us a comment and we can look into it. And if we think that it's, you know, a good idea, then we'll probably go for it. Yeah. Spot on, Derek. I agree. You you tell us what you want 
and we'll do our best to, to bring it to you. But looking forward to that interview with Ben Roberts of the Lexington Herald Leader tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back then. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. You're listening to Kentucky Daily.